Coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia, this is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. And welcome to Fearless Formula on Friday. Um, <laughs> we're just kind of chuckling about my intro. It just makes me laugh a little bit because that's, yeah, that that's me. I want to I tweak it a little bit. Anyway, thank you for joining us here on Business Radio X um, and the person I have in my studio today um, is the Executive Director of Limitless Disability Services. She has worked in the disability community for over 10 years, including managing therapeutic writing centers, in-home caregiving, and special needs day programs. She has a passion for teaching the community about individuals with disabilities and wants to help make the world limitless. Please welcome Paige Reed. Hello. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure, so that excited. sounded so nice. Listen, that covers a lot. It does. I was like, oh, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Thanks for coming. <laughs> well, I like that you kind of have like a, a, a holistic mm-hmm. approach toward disability. And it's I think it's so important. And I don't talk about this enough in my life. Um, but I really appreciate that you've been willing to kind of come and give me a little bit more information about your business, but also to talk about the aspect that a lot of people don't, which is, you know, the fear yeah. around disability. Yeah. So how did you get started in this industry? Well, everyone always asks me that. Everyone says, did you have someone in your family with a disability is always the first question. And no, I was the, I think it was first grade. I can remember. I was always one that was partnered with somebody with a disability to help or even my mom, we went on a fifth grade field trip. We both took somebody that um, was a little more, um, they need more hands-on help, you know, when we spent the night places and stuff. And so we were just always there to help whoever needed help. And so um, it just kind of kept going. I was 14 and wanted a job. I wish I would have known, <laughs> be a kid. <laughs> but I wanted to volunteer someplace. And so that's a therapeutic writing aspect. Um, it just Did you always uh, love horses? And- oh, yeah. Well, yes and no. I loved horses, but my family was not into horses. And so I had to find my own way with that in a way. And so, um, you know, I did 4-H and... Uh, volunteer at Therapeutic Writing Center, which is where I got started and kind of got the horse bug. Um, and ever since I was 14, uh, it's been a part of my life. So um, I've heard that horses are the, is it the most intelligent animal? Second most? I mean, I've heard elephant is, but oh, I would okay. say horses. <laughs> they really are intelligent though. So what is it like to work with horses in that capacity and and people who need help? I mean, it's, it's really magical. I mean, to be able to see um, someone having a bad day and like we had a student once who did not want to get out of the car. She was having a bad day, didn't want to ride, was not like her at all, but she was just kind of in a pity party. Mm. And so I I was just a barn manager. I'm, I was not an uh, instructor at all. I was like, come on, Frisco. So I got one of our horses and we went to the Jeep and we had basically a lesson out there. And Frisco had his head in her car and <laughs> given her lovins. And, um, you know, it was it was something that the mom didn't expect. I don't think anybody else expected, but... You have to meet people where they're at. You can't expect them to fit in a box. I shouldn't be expected to fit in a box, you know. So, you know, that day she needed her horse in the car, not in the in the arena. <laughs> but I like that you went with your instincts. Yeah, you, you know, have there. to. Yeah, I mean, in all life, you have to kind of listen to yourself and your gut. And but you always had like a a, a, a compassion for people, even mm-hmm. as you know, when you think about a middle schooler and how they can really pick pick on people. Oh yeah, you didn't do that. You no, know, you I hope at, I didn't. No, like you're looking at <laughs> yeah. you looked at someone who needed some extra yeah. help as opposed to turning yeah. an eye, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's how you 
got into this industry. Yeah. How did you get started with Limitless and your whole your business itself? Well, I the business itself. I I was in a really steady job at another day program. Um, loved what I did. Loved the clients we worked for, um, but just felt like I needed to do more. Um, I feel like that's one of my is it kryptonite? Not kryptonite. <laughs> my, my name, yes, thank you. Um, I have many. I yes, think, so you know, I feel like I can always do more and more and more. And so, you know, I kind of stepped out on faith and said, "Let's try this on our own to see how we can do this differently and uh, more effectively and reach more people." Um, you started researching. Yeah, researching and and seeing how to do it. I knew I wanted to do it. I I'm not a huge researcher. <laughs> you know, friends with Diane Keenan's circle of friends, and she's the researcher. And so I sit with her, and she's like, "Yes, I did all this research." I'm like, "Thank you for doing the research, because now I can <laughs> I can read your stuff and I can know what I'm talking about." Focus on your strengths. Or whatever. Yes, but no. Um, I just really had a passion, and I wanted to do more. Um, and get more people involved, and a lot of places will limit people and limit things that you can do. And I just, like I, like you read, mm-hmm. I want to make this a limitless world. And so to do that, I think I had to not limit myself as well. Were you daunted getting started? Were oh, there yeah. things that you thought, what were some of the things that could have potentially held you back? Oh, funding. <laughs> Money? <laughs> Money. Oh, the standard. That's the biggest thing, <laughs> yes. I mean, when I was talking to my husband about it, I remember we were sitting, um, getting ready for bed, and I was like, I really want to do this. He's like, but we don't have the money. And I'm like, do we though? <laughs> so we sat down and kind of looked at the budget because I'd be losing my paycheck was the biggest thing. And for who knew how long people talk about years. And so we came up with a plan, you know, how many months can I do this without a pay? You know, what, what's the breakdown? And he kind of might have proved that we could do it. <laughs> it was my favorite moment ever. Cause Gee, it was you're like, surprised. I know. I was like, yes, it finally worked. Um, and so anyway, we just sat down and really started planning and how to do it, how to exit, how to, you know, everything. Because like I said, I love what I do. I loved what I do. I love the people. I love the board. I loved everything about it. Um, it just wasn't the right time, you know. And so I really wanted to try it on my own. And I did. I just, it was a leap of faith, to be completely honest. I was going um, to say, it sounds like a dream that people have. Yeah. That they sort of are like, it's too big. Well, the thing is, though. Like I always talk about failing, like my husband just started a, a little business and my, my main conversation with him was, okay, but if you fail, we wake up tomorrow, we sell the stuff and we move on. Like <laughs> we're young. It's, you know, it, it's, it is what it is, but you won't know unless you try. That, that fear though <laughs> can be paralyzing, you know, when you think about it, yeah. it's like, well, are we going to lose our house? Like it comes down to the basics. Yeah. Are we going to have food? Are we going to have shelter? Mm-hmm. You know? That hierarchy yeah. of needs feeling. When it was during COVID too. So, oh, wow. you know, we were just opening up and um, thankfully he's in the mortgage industry. So the mortgage industry was hot. So Thank the Lord, he right? was making all, that was the one, you know, place where money wasn't hurting. And so he was basically making my paycheck anyway. So we, it kind of zeroed itself it out. It all worked out. It did. Timing wise. Well, and that's all, everything with Limitless. I don't force anything. If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. If it's not meant to happen, then I don't touch it. I don't push it. Oh, I just love that thought process. <laughs> but you have to stick to it. It's so hard. I, I was going to say. It's so hard. Yeah. yeah there are many things <laughs> that I've things tried. there's things you want to do. Yes. And so I've, I mean, I have forced many a thing and I have learned a lot of lessons with it. Um, and you just, I, I'm tired of fighting and I just want to 
be able to do it. You know? Do you just feel like you have a sense of peace about it? Does yeah. it keep you grounded in peace that mm-hmm. way? It helps with the decision making. Mm. So, you know, I, I don't know. Like when we try to sound out a place to, to host it, um, I was at YPOW, the networking event you and I go to. Yes. And um, I just looked at Bryce, um, one of the members, and said, would you guys ever want to host us at, at your church? And he was like, yeah, let's talk about it. And I was like, well, that was easy. <laughs> I don't even think that that budget conversation with Matt had happened yet, to be completely honest. Like It was like, yeah. a, oh, he's going to tell me no, and this dream's going to go away. And I was like, oh, now I have to get serious about <laughs> talking about it. And so Yeah, now you have a place. Now you have to actually do it. Yeah, But that was inspiration that you had to even ask him. You know, yeah, not everybody I don't know. asks. I know, I know. And I don't know what came over me, honestly. I mean, it was just kind of like, I just looked at him like, okay, I have to ask. So, well, it worked out. Uh, I just, I don't know. It sounds like there is, there's such a positive sort of like, yeah. um, not vibe, but like wave. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like things just kind of come Yeah, that w- at the timing they're supposed to come. It does. Well, and then the funding side of it, I mean, that church is the one that is the reason we were able to be successful. They took in an offering for us that was huge for someone starting out, you know? And so without that, we would not have been successful our first year. What is a, what is a day in your job? Like <laughs> there is no, day. <laughs> there's no day. There's, there's no, no get day up at eight, go no. in the office and go home. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> What's something that you could describe your services to someone who's not familiar with what I mean, you it's do? It's just a happy world. Like you know, we just talked about how this is Friday and we're tired and we're ready for the weekend and we're exhausted. I didn't mean to complain so hard. No, <laughs> I, I was feeling the same way. But it's like, but what I do is happy. You know, we, everyone thinks of the disability world be, as being sad and bland and it's just not. They're so happy. They're so energetic. Um, and so we just have fun all day. But I think that's the big question I had is like, mm-hmm. what is the big misconception in the disability world, the woe is me. The woe is the me. oh, they can't do it, or oh, we want to do this, but it's going to be too hard. Is that's not what it is? It's hard, but you can figure it out. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, well, I was telling you, I had done an interview with one of my friends, mm-hmm. Ryan Honick, and he is a disability advocate, and he was talking about how people tend to say um, this person suffers from mm-hmm. spina bifida or whatever, yeah. but it, that's just putting such a horrible negative connotation of suffering mm-hmm. associated with someone living with a disability. So you say they live with, if you need to, yeah, you know, even well, say and that. they may not see it as suffering. They, you exactly. know, there was um, one of our friends from my, my other job. I remember one day we were doing Bible study and he was doing the prayer or something. And he was so thankful that he was the way he was and was just, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I had to leave the room and I cried. Oh. Cause it's like, because you think about it, and you think, oh, you know, he's so, you know, such an age where he could be doing this or he could be doing that. And, but he doesn't care. He's having the time of his life. He hangs out with his friends all day, you know, doing whatever is planned. And he doesn't see it as that. So why do we put that on them, you know? True. It's just me, the able-bodied person yeah. that has some like predisposition See, but I like attitude. the challenge. Of, that's of finding wonderful. a way to do it <laughs> like to fix a problem it's problem yeah. solving right yeah like we went to um uh hidden acres animal sanctuary i don't know a couple months now ago i need to go back and i took a bunch of a bunch of our clients and one of them was in a wheelchair a couple of them were in a wheelchair and it's not a ada accessible place it's, it's a rescue it's animal rescue you know you've got dirt and gravel and everything else and 
Sarah, one of our clients, wanted to go to the pig farm or the pig area. And so the owner of the place came and she goes, okay, Sarah wants to go to the pig farm. And I was like, okay, where's it at? She's like, down there. And she pointed to like <laughs> this hill, down this hill, over these rocks and through the gate, you know, over the over the woods and through the, what's that grandma saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so I we carried Sarah down to the pig pen. They followed me with the wheelchair. And I mean, she's no small girl, but I carry that girl anywhere I can because she, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you have to sit up here and watch all your friends go see the pigs you want. Like, that's just not me. Or they'll say, you know, let's go bring the pigs up to you. Well, what fun is that? You know, right. you have all your friends running around the farm. She should be able to run around the farm too. And so thankfully, what I'm so thankful for is that Hidden Acres was so willing and like people look at me crazy a lot and they didn't, you know, all their volunteers were like, yes, how can we help? Let's do this. And so like, even next time we go, we have a whole plan how to make it even better, you know, so she can be a part of it more. I love that you didn't, what you're doing is normalizing who they are, not trying to get them to stand out with having pigs brought up to them, you know, but you want them to be in the group. It's about making the world limitless. If they want to do something, let's figure it out. So, you know, I, I want to do like so much more than just a day program. I want to be able to open the world to them in ways that isn't typical for them. Who's your ideal client? Like who person that, that you, how would someone come to you and say, here's, here are my issues. Here's what I'm looking for with help. I mean, we just, it's 22 and up is typical. We can take 18 and up and I don't care. I don't have an age cap. Okay. Um, right now I think my oldest is 43, but I've, I've helped 60 plus year olds before. Um, but people with, um, intellectual disability, autism, I have a Smith McGinnon, CP, cerebral palsy. Um, I don't really have a, a mold, (laughs) but that's great, right? So we just talk through it with the parent, you know, and the biggest thing is, are we a fit? Um, we're a family. And so, you know, we, we want people that have fun and want to be involved and want to interact. Um, our big thing is socializing and being able to um, advocate for themselves. Um, and so as long as their parents are okay with that, we love it. I mean, a lot of times we say no to people because of their parents. <laughs> <laughs> the able body one? Yes. That's so terrible. <laughs> it's definitely, it's happened a couple of times where, you know, the kid sounded perfect and the parent just did not check out because we, we don't want to be, limited we want to be able to say yes we want to be able to so the parents are generally more limiting than uh-huh. what a lot of times not always like um, i have amazing families right now they go with my every whim <laughs> you know they're what are what's page up to today or, yeah i have one that she's like every dream i hear you say i know it, i don't know when it will happen but it's just a matter of or it's not an if, it's a win. The win. That's <laughs> yes. great. Isn't that, that's yes. like exciting, isn't I it? I know, it is. And so, and they have, they support you. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think that's so huge in it this is. kind of industry, but, but also just even having your husband being so supportive of, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. We talk about this. Oh and, yeah. He's there now. Oh, helping. <laughs> 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 I do yeah. an interview. I'll be right back. I know. But th- just the idea of, that's one of the big questions I yeah. have is like, what would you, what do you say to people who are wanting to start a business? They talk about support and it's do not it. just, <laughs> just do it. financial support. Yeah. It's having people around you, Find the right way. people around you yeah. to help you. Well, we're really blessed in Cherokee County. I mean, I, my mom talks about it all the time. I don't think I could do this anywhere else really or be so ambitious about things like, you know, we always, what if we went home to Indiana? Is that your, that's yeah, your that's home? Where we go. Oh, okay. And it's like, but we have such a community here. I cannot imagine packing up 
all of our stuff and moving out of Cherokee County. Well, I think about snow too. Oh, I don't like snow. Though. I don't like snow. No. <laughs> and it's already snowed there once and I'm not uh, I interested. I was thinking about it. Yes. <laughs> My mom's in Illinois and I'm like, what? There's snow right now. Yeah. Plus in New York. Anyway, I know yeah. it's a little early, but thinking about just the logistics of it, you know, yeah. having someone who's disabled and having to navigate snow, I'm, it's not something I've really thought about, you know? No, but it's just, I mean, it's the same, isn't it? As us navigating snow. No. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's what I, I always make mistakes when yeah. I speak it's not about a this. Mistake. Yes, it's not thinking <laughs> through something. I don't know that I have a predisposition. I mean, to I think, think, think I way. fall just as much in snow as probably someone with a disability. Honestly, <laughs> I cannot stand on ice at all. Well, thankfully, we don't have as much too yeah. too much. Here. And the city shuts down for it, and so yeah, it's, it's great. Just playing it, it's great. Home. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think is the biggest surprise that you've come across in opening your business? Just how supportive everybody is, honestly. Wow. Be- well, because, you no, know, because you, it's all about, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we, we love what you're doing. You know, go get them. But, like, they actually show up. You know, your friends actually show up. Your your community actually shows up. And we try and use as many vendors as friends as possible because we want to support them as well. But, no, they show up. Wow. I love that. That's like a, you know, it's it's a sad statement, but a true statement yeah. that it's a surprise that people yeah. often will use their words, well, but their actions to. don't yeah. match. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that. Like, I'm gonna have a packing party soon, and so I know when I put the call out, I'll have a team of friends that will show up and help, and um, just like I think you had Mindy on last week, yes. right? I mean, that's what we love to do. When she opened up her studio, we all came and we painted and we did whatever she. You know, it's like. We want to help. We want people to be successful. It's not about your competitors. There's plenty of business no matter what you're doing. I always think that with, especially because in the voiceover world, I always think there's room for everybody. There is. Yeah. Um, I would love if someone came to me and said, can I open a day program two miles down the road? Yeah. And how do you recommend I do it? Please. You'd be like, let's yes. sit down. <laughs> yes. Everybody wins. We all need to help. That's, that's just what it is. There's so, there's so much need that there's not enough of us. Well, if you're just joining us, I'm speaking with Paige Reed, who is the executive director of Limitless Disability Services. If you would kind of look back at, at mm-hmm. your business the last couple of years, would you say that there's something that you wish you knew before you got started that would have helped you? Yeah, trust in myself, because in the beginning, I felt like I needed help. Um, and I didn't, you know, oh. I needed I had a, a partner at first and it didn't really check out. So interesting. Yeah. I, I wish I would have just done it on my own and believed in myself. I could do it solely by myself. So you think differently about it now then? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I figured it out within, I don't know, three months or so. So it wasn't, it like wasn't I was, a good fit. Yeah. But you know, it was, I wish I would have, cause I feel like I took the leap and I, and it was a huge leap for me, but I think he helped push a little bit, which is great. And I'm very thankful for that because, you know, maybe I wouldn't have leaped without that push. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that the church helps so much and knowing what I know now, I could have done it on my own. But, you know, I'm thinking about someone out there who maybe or it's like, I don't know anything about this world. I can research as much as I can. But someone who maybe mm-hmm. has more experience or more knowledge about something, I would want them to be with me, too. You know, so oh, yeah. it's almost like that was. Yeah. That would be natural to oh, yeah. want some help. And it is. Yeah. But no, I went to an all women's college and they um they were very obviously feminine and very girls can do anything. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those moments where I was like, oh, I did not do what I was taught. <laughs> <laughs> they ingrained that in me and I did not listen. <laughs> oh. But you are now. Oh I am. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, now I'm very, very excited with how things are going. Do you find that being a woman was a huge challenge to you in in this business industry? Not as much as in my previous in the horse world. That's a very man driven world. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, um, the horse world's a man driven. Well, world. I that think sounds like so. a country I mean, song. If girl. you're, you, do you think a girl's going to be out fixing fence and drawing, being a farrier well or, or whatever? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yep. So. This world not so much because it's more of a caregiving or it's looked mm. at as a caregiving world, mm. um, which is typically more feminine. But um, but no, this has been a lot easier than I thought it would be. What do you do for, well, do you do any specific marketing? Um, I now am in Bradshaw Lakes oh, as of you. like this month. <laughs> You're in the magazine. I'm in a magazine. I've always <laughs> wanted to be in a magazine. <laughs> And you thankfully, Kayla it. said yes. Oh, I will. If you oh, think I won't. so great. Yeah. No, it's just a little ad, too. And I'm like, yes. All my clients were so excited, though, because they had their pictures in there. And so I was showing them yesterday. Aww. And um, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's me. It's like, yes, it is. We're, we're famous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? How how special. First yeah. time, you know, just yeah. this past week. But you've obviously not 100% needed all this marketing in order to get no, yourself No, word of mouth, like business-wise, that's that's the way to do it. I mean, parents talk, parents t- tell others how you treat their child. Um, and so good news travels, bad news travels faster. So you just have to always be aware of that. Um, but no, for the most part, it's um, word of mouth and now a little magazine. I've done a few Facebook ads, you know. Do you do some Facebook ads? Some, not not often. Just if something big's happening like the 5K or, you know, the golf tournament or something, we'll blast that a little bit harder. But so was that your idea of coming up with these these events like a 5K? No, it's the community. <laughs> well, and my so the 5K is is community supported a thousand percent. Rudy Garza um, with the gig, which uh, his hat's up there. Oh, um, oh, that's so funny. Yes. Yeah, we have, we have yeah, his hat here in the studio. <laughs> yes, um, he came to me. He's done 5Ks before, and he said, "Let's do it." And so you know that was our first year last year. Doing that, and I signed up for it, but it was raining that morning. Yes, it was, I'm so and we sorry. did it. We were standing on the porch, like, "Are we stupid? <laughs> like, no, should we it have stopped canceled? raining at some point? No, it did, and it was a beautiful day. Yeah, and I, I'm no. sorry I didn't come. I was well, like, man, now I'll remember. Oh no, <laughs> I shouldn't have year. confessed. No, you should not edit that one out. I know, right? <laughs> well, and um, the golf tournament is by a parent. She did it in California and for like nine years or something crazy. So she has all this experience with she it has and all the experience. It. Her family has all the experience. So like people, she's from California. People fly in from California. Um, I think she has a couple from Texas. Wow. So they have like 12 plus people that come out and help run it. That's amazing. No, when I say community support, like it's, I could not do it by myself. All right. I got to take that in though. Let's think about that. Just that someone who had those exact skills. Yeah was willing to come to you and, and volunteer that energy and time yeah. and knowledge. Well, and she came from California during COVID. So California obviously was shut down a lot longer than yes. we were. And so she wanted to go somewhere where her daughter could get back in the community. And so she found Georgia because some of her family was here. Okay. Um, and sorry, Julie, if I'm telling the story wrong, I promise I'm trying, <laughs> trying to get your story right. Um, but no, she, she actually sold all of her fundraising like I think she had a storage unit full of fundraising stuff and all her friends are like, ha ha ha. I thought you were retired out of this world. And she's like, well then I met Paige <laughs> <laughs> and then her heart was moved. Yes. And so she, she has, I mean, her basement is full of our stuff. And during, during golf tournament season, her it's overran with raffle prizes and silent auctions. And I mean, she has a heart for what we do. 
I was talking to you a little bit before the show started um, about my friend Ryan mm-hmm. and how he had, how he had told me something I think about all the time that this is people with disabilities is a minority group, uh-huh. but it's one that we all are going to be part of yeah. at some point. Yeah, it's 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 something you can't av- avoid. Yeah, you know, if, as you're getting older, or it could be right now, you know, yeah. at some point. But how interesting that is because it is very easy for me in my mind to place. Mm-hmm disabled people and like I don't know it's not like I think about it very much because it's not in my everyday thoughts but it should be because right. it's going to affect if not me then someone I love yeah at some point um and so what do you think about that the fact that this is something that is just um it's it's going to it, it's it's pervasive I guess is what I'm saying it doesn't seem to be right. but it really is yeah if you think about I mean you could get in a car accident have a traumatic brain injury you could have Alzheimer's you could I mean there's so many things that can just happen getting older god I fell yeah. a couple like a year ago actually yeah. and was disabled for a while right. and was shocked at how much um how the challenge it was even to just go to my doctor's office mm-hmm. you know to get yeah all, all of it all of it just was a surprise I think it's just important to, to think about like you know the people that park in the handicapped spots when they probably shouldn't you know someday you're going to need that and someday or you might need that for somebody and mm-hmm. it's not going to be available because of somebody like you and so it's like, you just have to, it's, it all comes back around, you know, you have to be kind. <laughs> and to think beyond your own yeah. moment, I think, yeah. like in, in my life. What do you think has been the biggest challenge through all of this? Oh, goodness, I don't know. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of little challenges. I don't know if there's a huge challenge. Just knowing, uh, I think trusting in what I'm doing and, make, and knowing I'm doing the right thing. Because, you know, we're, we're moving soon and, and choosing a building even that, you know, I made that decision. I have to live with my decision, which I'm very excited about. But, you know, other people may not be excited about it. And so knowing I, I like to be a people pleaser. That's one of, another one of my worst qualities, I would say. <laughs> um, and not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to be excited about it. And that's OK. And I, having to be able to overcome that. But, you know, I have analysis paralysis where if I'm not sure about a decision and I have to sit with it for a really long time, once I've made a decision, then I feel like I, oh, really? I'm good. Yeah. But for myself, I have terrible um, doubt. And so if I were looking for a, a facility, you know, like yeah. you, I would be like, oh, no, maybe this isn't the right decision. I'm trying to picture myself in your shoes and then feeling confident enough to know that like this is the decision I made and I'm just and, and which is my point is we all make these decisions and live with yeah. all the consequences right yeah so how 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 did you find your your which is ironically not right, very far <laughs> from the studio how did you find it no we so there's a program shutting down in a couple cities away and so I started getting calls for people that need a space And so the board and I had already been talking about what's our next step. You know, do we open a satellite location? Do we move an entire program? Like what, what's our next goal? And then this call started coming again. I don't force things whenever things just open up. Your phone just rings. And it was, it was so creepy. So, you know, the phone starts ringing and, you know, I had, I think six people taking tours in one week. That doesn't happen. You know, there could be months without a tour. It just, it ebbs and flows. And so I was like, if everyone says yes, I have nowhere to put them. And I have no way, you know, and I don't know if that sounds bad or not, but I don't have any, any resources for them. And I want to be able to help them. And so I just started Googling about rental spaces here and I just found the one next door. That's so crazy. Um, and I went and we looked at it 
And I, I actually, I think, did I go by myself the first time, I think? And then I, no, I did not. I went with my board, the, the lady that does our golf tournament. She also is a parent. She's a board member. Um, I took her and my husband because they're kind of my negative Nellies. They're my, you know, they bring me back to reality. And so I brought them. I was like, I need you to tell me this is a bad idea. Yeah. Tell me why I shouldn't have (laughs) this place. This is what I need. And I remember walking out of the door and I'm like, all right, guys, I'm ready for it. Let me, let me hear it. And they're like, we love it. Oh my God. This is amazing. This will do X, Y, and Z. I was just like, wait a minute, guys, you were, you're supposed to tell me no. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you're not giving me many reasons to say no. no. And so that's why when I say like when doors open, I just try and walk through them. And so as soon as they, they were kind of my checkpoint of, no, this is, this is great. I just kind of, um, you felt strong in your decision. Yeah. So when do you move? Uh, well, technically December 15th, so we get keys up. and then we won't start a program till January, January 2nd. Oh, okay. yeah, so we close for the holidays. How does that feel? Is it like regroup moment? What is it like yeah. I was thinking about? Cause it's easy. I imagine 24 seven thought process for yeah. you. It's your business. We talk about this on the show a lot about how with social media as well, like no one can sort of take a moment and, Mm-mm. and relax in their business. If you're not out there marketing yourself right. someone else's yeah you know, when you're competing but at the same time like you also have a, a, a someone in in need who yeah. you have compassion for and want to help is it difficult for you to kind of shut off or have business hours or even do you have i would have hours? said you know a couple of months ago no i i have business hours like when i left my job that was the biggest thing was i wanted to have you know, not, and I know it wasn't a nine to five, but I wanted to be able to give myself grace that if someone emailed me at five thirty, it could wait till seven in the, or, you know, the next day. Mm-hmm. And so I did really go with that for months. Like, you know, I would not look at my phone. I would not do anything, but you know, when you're opening a building <laughs> or things happen where it's taking a little bit more than a nine to five thought process, you know, you, I have a baby that comes with me to work all the time. I can't sit down and focus unless it's eight o'clock at night in my basement, you know? And so lately there is no business hours, uh, but I'm hoping to get back to it eventually. Say maybe cause I feel burnt out with work right now, but yeah. what will it be like to have like just holiday time? I know you're going to be busy, but at the same time your focus is going to be different than what your normal every right. day is. Well, that's why we like to shut down for Christmas because one, they should spend time with their family. We should spend time with our family um, and I just don't feel like making people work over the holidays. Um, and so it's a regroup time for sure, but no opening the space, we're revamping everything, our curriculum, our, 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 uh, schedule and what we're going to offer. What's your biggest need right now? Well, we have a huge supply list that we need <laughs> You have a huge <laughs> on Facebook. List? Yes. You know, I mean, we've had all of our chairs bought for us already, but you know, we have some tables left and so we're coming from a church who graciously supplied, you know, all the furniture, which was awesome. Now we have to find furniture. So, you know, if you have black couches out there, leather preferably, because accidents do happen, <laughs> or pleather, whatever. We're not, we're not picky. Um, but, you know, yeah, just the need is endless, honestly. Right. You know, monetarily would be great, but items are just as good. So if someone went onto your face, what's your Facebook? Is it Limitless? It's just Limitless, limitless Disability Services. Disability. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a, um, we're moving post with <laughs> our Amazon wish list, and it's so fun. Like today we got three packages and it's Randomly. not just, 
Yes. And it's, <laughs> it's so like fun. Yes. And and our clients are like, what's in the box? What's in the-? And I have no idea. Come look. And so we all open the boxes and they get excited for rubber bands and a we got a, a dust pan. And uh, they get just excited for that as, like I do. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've already admitted, you know, and it's very humbling to know that my perspective is not sort of in alignment with something that mm-hmm. I feel like represents um, the disability um, community very well. Like I make missteps in the way I speak about it, but I don't want to. So um, what do you think is the big what do you what do you think people would need to know about the industry? What's something that I could learn and maybe help me to not be so um, I don't know an able body mistake person, you know, <laughs> or know use ableism, yes. you know. I'm not sure how to say it. I'm not saying this correctly, but do you know what I'm trying to say? I think okay, so. Yeah, just they're normal. They're they're you know if they want to be involved in things, let them be involved. Um, which I think probably the guy that you spoke with is more. Um, like mentally functioning and you know True. a typical He's, you know yeah, a lot of my friends smart, are yeah. some don't speak or don't speak very well so it's a little bit different um in the need area but let them try and speak for themselves and be patient um you know when like we had one i think at wipeow that mm-hmm. was a little more difficult than than normal but give him the time give him the space i mean what's an extra three or four minutes to get let him get his words out it doesn't hurt anybody it must mean so much to them as well. Well, they, they're a part of something that they, they typically would be a part of without a disability. You know, their age, they would be at a networking event. They would be out in the community. Um, Making coffee, bringing coffee to people, doing things. Right. It shouldn't be on a pedestal. It should be, oh, thanks. This is no-. At least that's my opinion. You know, a lot of people like the, the kudos maybe. But but no, it's to me, it's great you're you're 28 and you we got this bag open like today well she wasn't she's not 28 she's a little younger than that but we have a friend that can't you know our hands don't work the best and we let her struggle opening this bag and we put x's on our bags so she knew where her hands needed to go and she got was getting frustrated I was like girl you can do this we will wait you you sit and you figure it out and we'll help you and but she's so used to saying i need help and giving it and you know that's the end of the story and it's like, no, girl, you're, you're old enough. We can figure this out. You, you're functioning enough to be able to do this. It's just you need time and practice. And so we did it. And she was so excited. <laughs> we all were cheering, everybody in the room. <laughs> and then she ate her veggie straws, like, super happy. <laughs> <laughs> she did it herself. Well, I think that's so, such an important lesson, isn't but Just it? taking the patience. I mean, you know, if you see somebody in a wheelchair, I always think of in Monsters, Inc., where is it um, – Solly that's like super mad about being behind people because he walks faster and he has this like moment. And it's like so many times you see that when like someone in a wheelchair is going through a door or, you know, you're trying to get somewhere and, and they're in front of you and you can't get around them. Like, don't be that person behind them, like mm-hmm. <laughs> wailing like a fish because you're, you can't get somewhere fast enough. Like, it's so true. I think I'm impatient about a lot of things. So whenever well, I do I'm in all a big the time, crowd, it's like yeah. I try and wait a minute. They're going as fast as they can. <laughs> right. But what would you say, what would you like to, what's, what would you like to see change in the disability industry if you had all the power? And oh, we, all the power? Well, we, yeah, all the power. We were talking initially about well, there's a how. Lot of red tape, like government wise. And, and it's not just um, by state, it's, it's federally. There's a lot of things we can't do for them. And in my opinion, mm-hmm. in a few years, 
we're going to be in a lot of trouble because, um, so there's a, in circle of friends, we'll talk about it as well all day long, that there's a huge residential need, but there's so much red tape that we cannot provide the housing that's needed. Um, and so without the change that we need, you know, people with special needs, they are living a lot longer because of wonderful medicine and wonderful, um, doctors that now know how to help them live longer. Like down syndrome folks would live till 30 or 32. We have some in their fifties and sixties now, and we don't know what old age, especially these friends look like, you know, we don't know what Alzheimer's look like seizures. Will they come and their parents are dying before their child, which was never seen before. Wow. Interesting. And so what are we going to do when all their parents die away and they have no home? They have no, you know, there's not enough group homes in the area and you know, though they do what they can with what restrictions are given. So you have to give kudos to them, but we need a, as Diana will say, we need a whole neighborhood <laughs> where they can have their, their space and where it's safe because they do need structure. They do need safety measures, but they should live in like an institution. So what kind of red tape is in place that you can't be able like to do you can't, things? I can't buy a house. Like my dream has always been to buy a cul-de-sac, put a couple houses on it and, and have them all for my friends. Cause then to help them, you're just zipping across the way. You have yeah, all your staff sidewalk. there, you know, it's a little community where, you know, it's safe. You can't do that. It has to be, I think it's four or five miles as the crow flies between houses. Why though? Like, I wonder why. And again, Diane is the researcher. She knows all the, all the, right. it just seems that kind no, of strange, it like is. A, so or arbitrary. Or well, something. The, when all the mental institutions, um, got shut down and I don't know what that act is called. I should have looked that up beforehand. No, that's okay. I, I didn't don't. think I'd talk about this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, when they were all shut down, so they used to put exactly. individual special needs into mental yes. institutions and that all got shut down. Okay. So they were put out on the road, not on the road. That yeah, out on the street. Yes, out on the street. Yeah. Um, but no, they put up all these tapes so that institutions can't come about. So they, they technically think that's like an institutionalized oh, interesting. way. Or that's at least that's, how I, I understand it. I can see how it. that's red tape. It is. You know, it's, it's sort of semantics yeah. almost. Yeah. But um, so um, we had talked about previously about how the Americans with Disabilities mm-hmm. Act had their signing anniversary yeah. recently. But what what changes would you like to see? Like something that's pretty practical. We were talking about yeah. the sizes of... Yeah wheelchairs back in the day and you right. know 1990 or whatever there was sort of more of a standard size but it's changed i don't know if it's changed or if there's just more of it maybe no, more of it yeah because you know what they do is great we need it it's you know it's a standard and standards are great um but you know i i call them their cadillacs i've got some girls in some chairs that aren't your typical granny wheelchair um, to push through a door. And so they're the Cadillac of wheelchairs. I mean, they can. I'd want a Cadillac. I, just I want mean, you to know they that. plug phones in. They're Bluetooth. They're, I mean, there's things that that chair can do. I don't even think I probably know. <laughs> and, but they're bigger and they're wider and they're longer. And so like just, a, you know, bathroom stall, for example, I can't get those girls in a bathroom stall and get them transferred to a toilet with the door shut. And so there's no privacy there. There's It limits where we can go how long we can go somewhere. Um, so the bathroom is just one area, you know, I mean, there's, right. there's the sidewalks that are even all, just regular doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, houses, you know, normal house doors, a lot of doors they can't get into. 
I know I was on a knee scooter for several months and it was interesting to be able to navigate a small space. Like I, I didn't think about what it would be like for me yeah. to be, to not be able to walk. But, um, my house was built in the eighties and was not set up for no. the thought process behind any of that. Um, it's, it's been really interesting to talk to you. I feel like I, there's so many more things that I could do to be able to contribute that I yeah. just don't. So if someone like me is listening, what's, how could someone get in touch with you if they have sort of an, something on their heart they'd like to share with you or, or um, volunteer with you? Yeah, my cell phone's on our website. Let me get my number. No, not okay. Well, okay. <laughs> that's a no, good question. I haven't my... asked that one before. But your website. <laughs> on our website, there's, okay. you know, my cell phone's on there. Okay. So call or text. Email's always great as well. Um, and Facebook, we're on that all the time. Um, but no, I mean, one cool way as a community member to get involved is we like to do projects for people. So like the the um, Cherokee County Fire Department brought us these these boards for one of their programs for their kindergartners. And we stuck this little doodad on the board that held a pin. And so that was a huge job that we did that we loved. Oh, And so like we love to stuff envelopes and love to do little, you know, mailers or whatever you want us to do. We, we love to volunteer to do that. It's interesting. So I'm talking about having volunteers come help you, but it's really, you're doing some volunteering. Yeah, we love, you know? Well, they always get, they always need the help. So to, for them to be able to help somebody, it's, it makes their, their world go around. So. I think there's underrated helping. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Especially if it comes from a place where even like no one will even know mm-hmm. that you're helping because right. it's really like, who are you impressing? That would be no yeah. one myself, but yeah. it feels like, gosh, that's like one of the best feelings in the whole world. I think oh, is yeah. when you've done something from like a really true giving place yeah. with no expectation of something in return. Yeah. And unless you do right. it, I don't know how do you explain that feeling. No, but they should have that feeling too. So that's why we love doing that. Oh, that's so sweet. Everyone wins. Yeah. Win, win, win. That's one of yes. my favorite things. I like when everyone wins. Yeah. Which is why I'm a horrible competitor. Yeah, I, I, about. <laughs> I don't I like too. to compete. No, I just want everybody get what you want. Yeah. Um, of course, life's not like that. No. So. But there are people like you that are out there that are trying to kind of even those odds for some people. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate that you have such a giving heart and actually are acting on it and took an inspiration and didn't just make it a dream yes. of someday. You know. Just jump. That's what I always like to say. Just jump. I watch the Steve Harvey YouTube when I need to jump. Oh, my gosh. Do you know the one? Is this the one where he um, had no money? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I cried. I, I, yes. Anytime I need to jump, I watch it for inspiration. So anyone who's listening, if you if you don't know, <laughs> there's, there's a YouTube out there of Steve Harvey talking about how he had, like, no money. Yeah. And he was asked to come to New York to do a comedy show. And he had no money in his account. Yeah. And you know, made a couple phone calls and then somehow by like a little miracle was able to, someone called him and left a message and said, and it was like the amount of money he needed to be able to go up to New York. So he didn't get like paid for a gig or something. Yeah. It it was like the right amount. I don't know. It was some really like, yeah, seemed very divine or had some sort of um, magic to it. You know, it was really special. And, um, he always really had a feeling of, um, not a golden parachute, but like, if you are making the strides yeah. to do something, um, what's meant to be yours is will be yours, I right. guess, basically. Because yeah. there are a lot of things you can't control because I have control issues. Yes. There are a lot of things you can't control in that way. Like right. there's no way he could have made someone book that show that night so he'd have the money to be able to fly right. the next day to New York. Like it was that dire yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, 
that fascinating? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I like that you have stories like that too. Oh yeah. You know, so it doesn't have to be Steve Harvey, big guy. It can be no. someone in Cherokee County. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, hopefully this gave a lot of people some inspiration and yeah. thank you again, Paige, well, for coming thank you and for chatting. having me. This is so fun. Yay. And thank you all for listening to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X. And again, this is Sharon Klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding, we can all have a fearless formula. Have a great day.